0: He is supreme. And so last time we talked about Galatians chapter 3 verse 1 we used to get the example of the Galatians that they were saved by faith. And now because the Jewish people who started to kind of pull them back again to their former religion he said you foolish Galatians don't go back to what you thought would save you. You're right now saved by faith. Don't be foolish don't be charmed. And therefore he gave an example of the Galatians says you've been saved by faith. You even suffered for your faith. Don't turn back on that basis of faith alone. And so this time, we're going to go to the second part. We're also going to look at the experience of Abraham. Now, how, how many you growing up, I, I learned a song. It's a very familiar song. My wife and I, we feel like, maybe we should do this in church. we're like, maybe not, all right? Here's a song that we usually sing. I don't know if you know this song. It goes like this. Father Abraham, has many children. Many children has Father Abraham, I am one of them, and so are you. So let's just praise the Lord, praise you, right? Then we, we do all the. We do our feet, our hands, our head, our body. we all look, look like crazy Abraham people, right? But we, we sang that song. But let me ask you, don't you realize that that word sons of Abraham has a very special meaning? We put so much meaning towards our, our traditions, also our ancestors. I remember my father, when I was left in California, way back in the 70s, and he left me in California, and I felt like, wow, I'm gonna be free away from my parents. I can do whatever I want, you know? I, I am free, I was so excited. But before my father left me, because he had to go back to the Philippines, he was taking his doctoral studies in Syracuse, and he left me with my aunts there. Before he left, he said, Ken, don't you ever forget you are a tan, okay? Don't you dare put the word, the name tan to shame, okay? Okay, dad. Oops, there goes my idea. Well, I thought maybe I could just do whatever I want. I don't care about my family name. So don't you dare, right? So by the way, that, that idea of just me keeping the family name was so important. And maybe some of us feel like, well, I am a king. well, you guys are Balsitas, you know, every, whatever name you like to use, right? You say, don't you dare put this name in vain. So we put so much emphasis on our ancestry, right? Our name, our family name. There's nothing wrong about that. However, folks, listen carefully. Who we are, a seed of Abraham, is more important than our family name. Because our family name, the moment we die, that's it. But being a son of Abraham, a child of God, remains forever. So sometimes, don't get me wrong, I'm saying that's not bad for us to keep our ancestry. But our salvation is not based upon the fact that you came from a certain family line a certain name, a certain tradition, it all comes from the word sons of Abraham. So now let's read the Bible t- together, all right? If you would please join me, let's all stand and let's read the word of God. I believe there's always importance in reading God's word. We, let's do this in reverence. So let's read uh, Galatians chapter 3, verse 6 to 14, and let's all read it out together because that's what they did in scriptures, even in the Old Testament. Let's read uh, starting verse 6. Just as Abraham believed God, and it was credit to him for righteousness. Then understand that those who have faith are Abraham's son. Now the scripture saw in advance that God would justify the Gentiles by faith and told the good news ahead of time to Abraham, saying, All nations will be blessed through you, so those who have faith are blessed with Abraham who had faith. For all who rely on the works of the law are under a curse, Because it is written, everyone who does not continue doing everything written in the book of the law is cursed. Continue. Now it is clear that no one is justified before God by the law because the righteous will live by faith. But the law is not based on faith. Instead, the one who does these things will live by them. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. Because it is written, Everyone who is hung on a tree is cursed. The purpose was that the blessing of Abraham would come to the Gentiles by Christ Jesus so that we could receive the promised spirit through faith. Let's pray, Lord. We pray that your word would be real to every one of us today. That by your spirit, Lord, you will illumine our minds, that we would understand the Lord, that your word has promises for us even today, as much as it was for Abraham. Help us, Lord, to see the privilege we have as children of yours. And not, not for us to look at our current situations, but who we are in Christ. I pray, Lord, even for your servant this morning as I preach, Lord, give me clarity of speech. And whatever, Lord, I share, God, may you be the one to be making it clear even to your people. In those places where I may not be able to explain it clearly, Lord, I pray that you fill it up. Even, Lord, even through your own means. So, Father, give us ears and hearts and minds that are willing to listen to your word help yourself the lord as i speak your word today in jesus name amen you may now be seated here's the question that we we all need to address look at this question right here could abraham be justified by faith in christ jesus when christ had not yet come remember i talked about the old testament and the new testament can abraham be justified by faith when christ is still in the future Look at Galatians 2.16. We studied this last week, last, last, uh, a few weeks, uh, weeks ago. Know that no one is justified by works of the law. By what? But by faith in Jesus Christ. And we have believed in Christ Jesus so that we might be justified by faith in Christ, not by works of the law, because by works of the law, no man, human being will be justified. Don't skip next Sunday. We're going to talk about the curse or the blessings, especially understanding what it really means about the law. But let me just share with you quickly here. If Abraham is in the Old Testament and people keep saying, well, he's in the Old Testament, they were justified by good works because Christ was not yet present. They had to be circumcised. They had to follow all the ceremonial laws. And therefore, how can Abraham be justified? People keep telling us, well, the Old Testament, we, we already have done away with the Old Testament because right now it's by faith. And so we no longer need the works or the law. Folks, be careful. That is not correct. God has not put aside the works of the law in the Old Testament. But he has fulfilled it. So let me make sure we understand that. So don't don't miss special next Sunday. But watch carefully. If we are going to become children of Abraham, God declares Abraham righteous because of what? Follow carefully because it was not by works in the Old Testament that he was justified. And people keep using that. He's in the Old Testament, and so the works fulfill that. No, no, no. Watch carefully. Just as Abraham what? Believed God, it was credited for him. He believed only in God. It was not by good works or any kind of traditions or even circumcision. We need to keep keep this in mind. I want to look at a couple more verses. Look at Romans chapter 4, 19 to verse 12. 9 to verse 12. Is this blessing only for circumcised? In other words, is the blessing of being right with God only for those that have been circumcised like the the Jewish people? Or is it also for the what? Mm -hmm. Those who are not Jewish people, the Gentiles. So is it only, only for the Jews? What about the Gentiles? For we say faith was credited to Abraham for what? So Abraham was not credited by because of his circumcision. In what way then was it credited? While he was circumcised or uncircumcised? Remember this. Let's go further here. And he received the sign of circumcision as a seal of righteousness. That was afterwards, right? That he had faith while still uncircumcised. When he was not yet circumcised, he already had faith in God. Circumcision was later on. Let's follow. let, Let me go a little further here. And he became the father of the circumcised. Who are not only circumcised but also those who follow in the footsteps of the faith of our father, what he was still while he was still uncircumcised. Don't get confused, Abraham mm. had his faith in the Lord before he was circumcised. The Jewish people in New Testament times says, You need to be like Abraham because we belong to Abraham. He was circumcised, and therefore to be made right with God, you have to be what? You have to become a Jew. You have to be circumcised. Wrong. All right? Let's follow carefully here. Notice what the Bible tells us in the Old Testament. And by the way, Paul quotes this, right? Genesis 56, Abraham believed the Lord, and he credited it to him as righteousness. This is found in the Old Testament, and Paul in Galatians, is quoting what? The Old Testament. He doesn't do away with the Old Testament. He's saying, by the way, it was fulfilled. Follow carefully, too. Hagar gave birth to Abraham's son, and Abraham gave his name Ishmael to son Hagar, to the son of had. Abraham. Abraham was 86 years old when Hagar bore Ishmael to him. In other words, he was first made right. At, at the age of 86, he had his uh, he had given birth to his son. But then notice, when he was 99, Abraham was 99 years old when the flesh of his forked skin was what? It was only 13 years after he had faith, it was credited to him, that he was circumcised. So how can you say that circumcision makes you what? Righteous. That's what he was saying. So you Jewish people are saying you need to be circumcised like us Jewish people so that you will be made right with God. No, Abraham was already right with God even before he was circumcised. And he was given credit for what? For believing. He was made right. Because all that he did was what? Believe in God and it's nothing to do with our own works. So brethren, be careful when people say the Old Testament has been done with. Even Abraham was saved in the Old Testament by what? That word faith needs to come over and over again. Now, some of you are saying, Pastor, sometimes my wife also reminds me, you keep, you know, why, why, does, why does it seem like Paul keeps saying this thing over and over again? You know why? Because this brain of ours, sometimes it's so hard. We have a tendency to still go back to the former way of life, especially when your relatives and your friends will start to say, why did you live? Your religion to follow this new religion of yours. Ah, oh, no, no. It's not bad. Because we become foolish. We go back once again to the old ways of thinking. We easily get charmed. That's what he said earlier. Let's follow the the next part, part here. Notice here. Then understand that those who have faith are what? Who are those? Oh, I'm glad you're starting to say that. Could this be us here then? Those who understand that those who have the same faith of Abraham are like the sons of Abraham. Because that's all what he did in the Old Testament. Let's look a little further here. Remember what it means to be a son of Abraham. Because this is very important. Number one, you become a son of Abraham not by physical birth. You see the Jewish people say, "Jewako," say Tayo, Gentile first class, because I belong to Abraham. That kind of thinking does not make us a son of Abraham. Notice here, there is no Jew or Greek, slave or free, male or female, for you are all what? One in Christ. And if you belong to Christ, then you are what? If you have accepted Christ, you are now part of Abraham's seed. Why? Because it's all by faith, not because you are physically born as a Jewish person. Let me give you another verse, Romans chapter 8. You need to look at this verse so that you get excited with the word of God. So that people say, I am a son of Abraham. Sure. It, but it is not through the word of God. Well, for not all who are descended from what? Israel are what? So I know you have some Jewish friends out there. So by the way, be careful. Because sometimes when you preach about this, you might go back there. You know, you Jewish people? You're not Jewish people. I'm I'm a son of Abraham. Be careful, folks. We're not trying to put other people down. Because it just tells us, yes, they may be used by God, but you being a son of Abraham does not may come from your physical descent or by birth. Neither are they, all children, because they are Abraham's descendants. On the contrary, your offspring will be traced through Isaac. Verse 8, that it is not the children by physical descent, Or who are God's children, but children of the promise are considered to be the offspring. Children of the promise. Who are the sons of God? You and I are God, right? Who are the sons of Abraham? So you can say, you're a son of Abraham? I'm a son of Abraham. Not by physical birth, but by what? Here's the second thing. Because this is critical now. You're not a son of Abraham because by birth, but by what? Those who have faith like Abraham. Those who have faith are blessed with Abraham. In other words, you are not a descendant of Abraham, but you can be like Abraham. And what did he do? He believed. That's it. Folks, if we can get this over and over again, you should be thanking God. Thank you, Lord, that I am now also a part of the promise because of Abraham set the example. He was all by faith. Oh, by the way, the Jewish people in, in during Jesus Christ's time, you remember John chapter 8, he was talking to them, and people were putting Christ down. He says, You claim to be, you claim to be the Son of God. They had a debate over there. And you know what they said? The Jewish people said, We are of Abraham. And Jesus Christ said, if you were Ab- I'm sorry, if you were Abraham's children, you would do because he told them that you can become a child of Abraham by faith. Because he was claimed to be the son of God. Even said in John 88, before Abraham was born, who? I am. Christ was there even before Abraham. Because he claimed to be God. What did the Jewish people do with him? They wanted to stone him to death. Because he was telling to everyone here, whether you are a, an Anglo-Saxon, Whether you're African American, whether you're an Asian, whether you're Cambodian, Laotian, whether you're a person who is whatever, even if you're part of Hitler's group, you may be even a Middle Easterner. Whatever group you come from, you can become a son of Abraham. The Jewish people say, that is blasphemy. That can't be. No, 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 no. Wait a minute. If you got faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, you are now a son of Abraham. Folks. You better take this into heart. You know why? Because the third part here shouldn't get you excited. Because if you're a son of Abraham, what is going to be the results? You see the word heir? Who, who wants to be the heir of uh, one of the richest guy in the world? Right? Why if you become the heir of Bill Gates or somebody else, right? And he has all these millions of dollars and they're real ones, right? Not these fake ones that they send over the mail, right? beware. Don't be be bewitched. I said this last time. This is real. And you are the only heir. Would you like to be the heir from somebody of that kind of stature? But let me give you an heir. This is even greater than that. Notice what it says here. If you belong to Christ, verse 29, Abraham says, you become heir according to his promise. In other words, everything that's been given to Abraham, it is now going to be whose? Wow, have you ever thought about that? Everything that is found in Abraham, I am going to be an heir, it's going to be mine. Look at Galatians chapter 3, verse 14. The purpose was that the blessing of Abraham would come to whom? To the Gentiles by what? By Christ through what? Through faith. This is going to be said over and over and over again. And because of this faith that you have in Christ, that alone tells us, I am relying only on who Christ is, nothing that has to do with my own performance. What else can we share about this? Because of Abraham, all the nations now are blessed. Notice what it says in Galatians chapter 3, verse 6 14. Now the scripture saw in advance that God would justify the Gentiles by faith. In other words, God saw in advance, all right, look at this, by what? And told the goodness ahead of time to Abraham, saying, all the nations will be blessed from whom? Now, what is important about that that statement, all the nations will be blessed? Some people think the nation is only the nation of Israel, right? What is the word used for nations here? Is it singular or plural? All the nations. Well people say, by the way, some people have debated this, oh this is just for the sons of Abraham, Isaac, Esau, whoever, uh, Ze- I'm saying, Ishmael, no, 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 it's all the nations. Let's follow. Let's even say, l- look what the Bible says, all right? You need to let the Bible speak for itself. Genesis chapter 12. remember when he left? Abraham had to leave his his, his, uh, father's house. He says, I will make you a great nation, I will bless you, I will make your name great. Oh wow, they think they're just a Jewish people. Watch carefully. I will bless those who bless you, I will curse those who treat you, you will be condemned, and all the what? Nations and peoples of the earth. That including the Gentiles. Look at Genesis chapter 17. And you will become the father of many what? Nation? Nations. You will no longer be Abraham, but your name will be Abraham, for I will make you the father of many nations. Genesis 18. And all the nations of the earth will be blessed. Over and over again, you see the word nations. Because of Abraham, because of who he was in his faith in the Lord. God says, Abraham... I'm going to use you to bless all the nations. And how are we blessed as nations? Notice what it says here. This is why the promise is by faith, so that it may be according to grace to guarantee it. To all descendants, not only of those who are about the law, but those who are of Abraham's faith, he is the father of what? The father of many nations. Folks, you need to get this over and over again. Through Abraham, all the nations are blessed, not just the Jewish people. And we're blessed because that points to whom? Through Jesus Christ. That's what makes us all united. So right here, when people of God come here from the of Abraham, this church needs to be filled with people from all nations. Amen? Because the moment you say it is only for my nation, folks, this is not what God has spoken about. So we cannot just be a church for one kind of people, but for all. Remember the Great Commission? Go and make disciples of all. There it is. Now what are the heirs? So here is what you get. Okay, all right, I got it. I want to be an heir of the Lord. What are some? Let me give you just some, the things that you should be thankful for. In Galatians chapter 3, it says, and if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed. Heirs according to the promise. What are some of the promises God gives us, as heir? Number one, we're justified. We're made right. You know what? I like the word, the word justified. I think I preached this last time, too. In Galatians chapter 2, the word says, you and I are all guilty before the Lord. If you and I are going to stand before the Lord, none of us can really face God and say, God, I am clean. I've never sinned. I belong to this family. I'm really okay. No, we're all Guilty. The word justify says before God, because of Abraham, because of his son Christ, we are now. Oh, I like this word. Not guilty. You go before him as a judge and says, Brother, you're no longer guilty of your past sins. Because my son has paid it once and for all. Isn't that a great heir to have? That you no longer have fear, because today people are fearful about God, because we know if I face God, I will give an account. Let me give you a second thing that people are afraid as well. If you are going to die this very moment, are you ready to die? I'm serious about that. I was just talking to a relative of my wife. She has cancer. She could die any moment as well. If you were to die, are you really ready to face God? Can you truly say right right this very moment? If I die when I go to the Lord, I am assured I'm going to be in his presence. If you are truly are a part of Abraham's seed and you have accepted Christ by faith, you will stand before him and say, not guilty. I paid for his sin. Amen. Hallelujah. I have that assurance. Second inheritance. We, are, we inherit God's blessings. All the blessings that is found in becoming a child of God is going to be yours. In other words, I can call God. Papa. He's my daddy. And everything that he has is now going to be mine. I have full access to him. And everything he has is now mine. I got now royal blood. Why? Because I'm a child of God. So I I can't be walking around like, man, I'm a loser. No, you're not. You've been blessed as the son of Abraham. Third, your sins are forgiven. The past Present and the future. Now don't abuse that. People have abused this doctrine here. Ah, well, God is. if God is forgiving my past, my present future, then let me go on sinning. He's gonna forgive me anyway. Right? You will pay the consequence. You may be forgiven, but there are consequences for the sins that you pay. He can forgive you. But it's nothing to but if you truly are a son of God you will no longer want to live in sin. Because if you still enjoy sin, it means you've never given up and accepted Christ. Here's another thing too. You have the what? Oh, thank you, Lord. You inherit the Holy Spirit. We were talking about our disciple class yesterday. The Holy Spirit is not only a power. People think the Holy Spirit is something like, Zoop. "Ooh, I got the power with me. Right? Oh, may the force be with you, right? The Holy Spirit is not just a power. The Holy Spirit is a what? A person. When you accept the Lord Jesus Christ who comes into our life, it's Christ, but it's actually his Holy Spirit. And now that he is in you, he will empower you, he will guide you, he will show you, he will make you live the Christian life that you've never experienced before because he now lives in us. Here's another gift. The gift of what? Oh, the Spirit that gives us eternal life. Nobody can take this away from you and from me. That is a blessing. There's more. I just gave you some. Let me ask you would you like to be a, a, a seed of Abraham? Would you like to be a son of Abraham? I sure would love to because it gives you all this guarantee, and now I'm an heir. What else do we, we, we enjoy? I will bless those who bless you and curse those, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all the people will be blessed through you. Folks, when you become a child of Abraham, God is going to use you to bless others. One of the beautiful things about God's people, I believe our world today is no longer yet in ruin because God's people are still here. You and I are the salt and light of the earth. You know these elections? I'm not concerned. Because I know God is in control. He's going to use his people to make the right choices. But if you take all the Christians with the right principles and the right way of living, this world will even be a mess. But thank God because of you, you are preservatives. You become light. You become whole, uh, salt of the earth. You are blessing this world because of your presence. Because God is in you. And I pray wherever you go, you become a blessing. Because God has blessed us. So, in closing, I, like, I think you I like to let me review this for all of us. We are sons of Abraham by what? Yes, not by physical descent, but because you and I have put our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. What else? We have an inheritance. So many of them. And just some of them, all my sins are forgiven. And I don't have to worry about my life. I no longer have to live in guilt. Not guilty. Thank God, folks. That is something the world can never give you. No amount of drinking, no amount of justification can take away the guilt from your life. Only God can give you that. Because only God can forgive our sins. What else? I now have the Holy Spirit in my life. And if you've got him in your life, you've got the best thing. Somebody who works with you and gives eternal life. And here's the proof. The proof is not whether you made a decision to accept Christ, but to live by faith. What am I saying? problem nowadays in Christianity, people say, oh, I accepted the Lord Jesus Christ. I already am going to go to heaven. Now be careful. People have used that as a ticket. Just because you pray that prayer is not a guarantee that you truly are a son of God. Why? Because a lot of people say, Lord, Lord. You can pray the prayer in every minute, Because you may be doing these things of praying God, but you have never truly given up on the word. You want Christ but you still want the world. Oh, I want Christ, but I can't give up this lifestyle and my choices. No, no, it can't be. When you accept Christ, you must be willing to give up in order to have Him and rely fully on Him. So be careful. Just because you say that, pray that prayer, is not a guarantee that you're a child of God. Because it'll be proven by the way that you live that you truly no longer want the sinful life, but you want Him. You're no longer relying on your own life, but you're putting your life relying only on what Christ has done for us. That's faith. Amen? So Galatians chapter 2, verse 20 is my favorite verse. I think I told you this is my life verse. That's the reason why I like Galatians. It says, I have been crucified with Christ. In other words, I I, I no longer live for myself. I already died to myself. I no longer live, but what? Christ lives in me. The life I now live in this body, I live by what? By faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Folks, that is the Christian life. Christ is now in you. If If he's not in you, you'll know the difference. You can't fake it. Because if it's real... You want to live for him that for no one else. And so here's the application. Somebody go, so how do I apply this? Then who is a, who is eligible to become a son of Abraham? I, am I? Are we? How can I be sure that I am a true son of Abraham? What rights and privileges do I have as a son of Abraham? You ask those questions. You can ask your kids about this too. And what inheritance do I get? And what can you praise and thank God for being a child of the promise? You and I are a child of the promise. And because of that, I thank God for that. One of the things I enjoy is that you know sometimes when you w- when you go on trips, you you want to make sure that uh, you got your ticket with you. I remember one time I was uh, I was getting on board you know this uh, this this train. And you know what happens? When the conductor comes around, Where's your ticket? Boy, I was like, <laughs> I put it, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm getting old. I was like, <laughs> oh, my heart was, <laughs> are they going to kick me out? Are they going to kick me out? He says, go ahead. I'm going to come back. but I'm going to check on you. I kept looking around. I know. The more I looked, the harder it was for me until I realized. It was in one of my puppets, you know. It was just the back. And here, I, I, was, I was looking in front. Uh, and when, when I gave it to him, I just say, here it is. And that ticket, because it was purchased. Folks, my ticket to heaven has been purchased. I didn't pay for it. Christ paid it with his blood. When I get to heaven, some people may gate through the bare door and they going to say to you, where's your ticket? Oh, well, wait a minute. I, I work hard. I, I, I work so hard. I made all the way to this place over here. Where's your ticket? No ticket? No entry. Folks, that would be a sad story. If all the while you work so hard, when you get to the pearly gates, you don't even have that ticket that Christ paid for it, and that is only paid because of His blood. A wonderful payment; it was costly for Him. If that's what it took for Him, you and I can have that as well. So I pray that even to this morning, you can settle up to make sure your child is died. Don't miss out next Sunday. We don't talk about works and how does it fit into our lives. Let's pray. Well, everybody, it's about advice to close. Are you are you a, a, a son of Abraham? Can you truly say that in your life right now that you have experienced what it truly means to be forgiven by faith? To walk by faith like Abraham to fully trust in the God? If you have been relying on your own self to gain God's favor, if you have been relying on your traditions, your family background, the things that you've learned from other people but have not put your faith and trust in Christ alone, you and I cannot make it, my friend. The only way we can make it is to put our faith fully and trust Christ alone to save us. And so right now, you need to settle that. And you can say a simple prayer in your own way. I'm going to ask you to say a prayer that goes like this. God, I realize I am a sinner and that I cannot gain your favor by all the good works that I'm doing. And I realize now that the only way I can be saved is to put my faith in Christ alone who died for my sins, who died in my place, that I might be forgiven and to have eternal life. And so Jesus, I put my faith alone in you that you will save me. And you promised that by faith alone in you that I can be saved. Thank you for giving me eternal life because you're now in my life. And thank you that you've given me the Holy Spirit. That I don't have to live by myself, but now you live in me. You will empower me. You will guide me. You will use me. You will control me. You will convict me. But you will make me live the Christian life, not on my own, but because of you. So God bless you people today as they made this commitment to give their lives fully to you. Let me also ask, maybe some of you are struggling also with some areas of life right now. Maybe you've gone through some difficult times. Maybe your faith is wavering today. Would you please continue to trust the Lord? Say, God, I know I'm blessed more than anything else. Help me not to look at my circumstances. But for me to be able to put my faith in you because you know what the future is for me. I'm your son. I'm your daughter. I'm your child. And therefore, Lord, I entrust to you all my problems, my future my family, they're all yours, Father. You know what's best for me. And I'm tr- trusting fully in you alone. Thank you, God, that you will intervene in my half because you promise that I am your heir, Lord. And everything you have right now, Lord, belongs to me. And I'm asking you, the Lord, to be the one to bless me so that I can also be a blessing to others. That's my prayer. The Father, you know our hearts today. Help us to be a blessing as a church. That as you have blessed us, the Lord, help us not to think about ourselves alone. Help us, Lord, now to be a blessing to others by sharing Jesus Christ to those that don't know you. And this is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Father Abraham has many children, many children has. Yes, Father Abraham, I am one of them and so are you. So let's just praise the ratio right, racial left. Amen, amen. I think you got it, all right? Thank God that you are children of God.